This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, teaching you each episode about holistic retirement plans. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of the Retire Happy Podcast. Walter Storholt here with John Amarino, San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial, serving you throughout the San Diego area and beyond. You can find us and listen to past episodes of the show and check out the new video blog that John does by going to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. John, you ready for another great episode today? I am. I am. It's my favorite one, the uh, planning topics. We are making lemonade out of lemons on today's show. Another one of our episodes where we're covering some of the basics, talking about retirement planning and some of the key topics and pieces of information and strategies that you need to know. And today's topic, John, what in the world should we be doing in a down market and how can we take advantage and plan and still invest and get ready for retirement? all while dealing with a down market. It's been a while since we've been in one of these things, so people may have forgotten what to do or maybe have never been through a down market uh, before. Uh, although I'm sure a lot of our listeners have certainly, they may remember a little bit, you know, that whole 2008 thing that we've been through before. Well, you know, yeah, it, what's interesting is, you know, we have down markets all the time. We have pullbacks and corrections that are normal throughout the year. As a matter of fact, you know, everyone focuses on on 2008 in the early 2009, because that was a, you know, the crisis, but, you know, July of 2018 through December, 2018, we had a 18% drop in the S and P 500. That's, you know, that's no small potatoes, but yes, I, I think we have now gotten a great reminder of the joys that the market can at times bring us, right? We haven't felt, you know, this pain since 2008 for a lot of people. And I think, it is a great reminder to people that, you know, the markets will be your friend for the majority of the time. But, you know, when it's not, it, you get that pain and that that pain is what people dread. And, you know, and that's why investors commonly underperform the markets because they make bad decisions based on emotions at this time. Yeah, I think that's such a really big piece of this puzzle is dealing with the emotion, something that comes up often in our shows here um, and trying to still make logical and uh, proper decisions as we move forward. So uh, let's use that as our focus and, and guide for the day, John. So I mean, what should we, people be doing right now if there's some action steps that folks should take in the midst of this down market? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, you know, you do make, you know, lemons into lemonade, right? There's always a silver lining. Uh, on something, you know, let's, instead of just sitting here stressing out about what's going on, let's take a step back and, and look and say, where, where is the silver lining? Can we take advantage of some of this, right? Some people will fold, they will fold up and run. And so can we take advantage of that? And, you know, I, I love the topic for this because my, my in-laws, they've got some huge lemons. I mean, these things almost look like grapefruits, and man, we've made some good lemonade the last uh, the last two <laughs> months. Jake loves making lemonade with his papa. So you know, we still spent some time with uh, you know just a few select family members, and we we took advantage of that. And so there are some definite things that we could be doing in a down market. So what's the first thing you should be doing? Well, number one, you should be reviewing your plan, right? If you are stressed out and you have a financial plan, you should just review it. 
you would probably get some comfort out of that. And that goes to the question of, do you have a financial plan? And if you don't, you need to get one. Or if you don't, or you need a refresher, you need to talk to your advisor about your current plan. Because having a fundamentally sound retirement plan is absolutely crucial. And every fundamentally sound financial plan should address times like this. You know, with our software, we use what's called a stochastic approach. It's kind of a, you know, a variation of the Monte Carlo model. And we can literally show clients that this is how their money would do, you know, with all the distributions, their expenses to fund the retirement. If we had a bull market for their whole 30, 40 year retirement, or if we had a bear market, their whole 30 or 40 year retirement, which by the way has never happened. And then it'll give some variations in between. So I can sit there as a planner in a, as a retirement planner, whose my main focus is not beating the S&P 500, but smoothing out returns and making sure clients have that peace of mind that they'll never run out of money. We're able to sit here and say, hey, listen, you know, we're stress testing this to almost unfathomable levels and you still have money. Right now, if the market performs on average, you should be right here. And, you know, this is the money you'll be leaving. If we underperform the market a little bit, this is where you'll be. So people are getting a wide spectrum of good and bad things. So you should always know that your plan is designed with the roadmap of good and bad times. And, you know, we have to understand that, you know, the market is based on a simple premise, right? The stocks will rise more than they fall and stocks rise more than they fall because historically the U.S. economy has been through dozens, dozens of pandemics, wars, and financial crises. But guess what, Walter? The economy has expanded over time. We always come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and America is a very resilient country. So, you know, review your plan and then trust the plan. And if you, you know, it, it's, I'm not saying that, you know, no one likes losing money and, and that will, of course, add the stress. But if you have a question, call your financial advisor, right? I, I spent the better half of when the market was right down in, in the dips at the bottom. You know, I spent the better half of two weeks calling every one of my clients. They were long days, you know, just because I was making so many phone calls. But, you know, I, I just wanted to listen to, to my clients, how they felt, how they were concerned and, um, and review the plan. And, and, you know, thankfully we spend so much time with our clients that, you know, our clients, they understood and they understood that, listen, you know, the markets are going to go up, they're going to go down. We're not pulling from, you know, these risky investments. We have you invested in a way where we're getting the income from more conservative investments. And I think with the clients and, and my my determination to make my clients feel that they completely understand, I, that's one of the things I tell my clients, you have to understand this plan. You have to love what we're doing. And I think they're realizing the psychology behind that is they feel empowered. They, hey, you know what? We know you know, John has promised, uh, has only guaranteed one thing, that at some point in time, the markets will go down and I will lose money. So, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. Just review your plan and give yourself 
the confidence that, you know, the plan has accounted for this. We've got to take into consideration here, though, John, that there are two different experiences, those who have had a plan and then those who haven't. So what about our listeners who haven't gotten a plan in place before? When should they get that plan started? Wait till after the market is recovered and the coast is clear again? No, no. If you don't have a plan and, uh, you know, and especially if you're stressed out, you're susceptible to making irrational bad decisions. And I'm not saying, you know, irrational in a bad way. I'm just, you know, that you're making dumb, you know, thoughtless decisions. I'm basing that off of Dow bars, 30 years worth of study that people can only take so much, right? You can only take so much pain before you, you just give in and then you go, you go to, to cash. So, you know, I've, I've had that question asked me, you know, so should we just wait until the market's recovered? No, no. If you don't have a plan, get a plan designed as soon as possible, right? It doesn't mean that just cause you're going to be moving uh, money from your 401k or, or you're, you're moving money from an IRA to an advisor that that money's not going to be invested in the market, right? You're going to be invested in the market. So, you know, one thing that, you know, I've mentioned before is one of our plans is, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to solve for your income, of course, but first and foremost, we have to look at the short-term strategy of the recovery. And yes, Mr. and Mrs. Klein, I know you, you've lost this money, but let's take a look at our opportunities that we may have to, to help you recover that money and get you back to where you were. So, you know, we want to plan for that recovery. And then, then from there is what is the biggest thing you've been worrying about, right? Take account of, you know, what's bothering you. And then we start solving for that. And then we solve for that predictable income stream. We get your investments more in line with your risk tolerance. And, um, you know, you, you get that confidence. And, and again, remember, you know, going back to the income being the fundamental thing is you don't live off your assets. Your assets are a way you pay your bills with your income. Now, what you have to do is know and understand how you're going to turn those assets into an efficient income stream. And, you know, I think that's where the biggest problem is for retirees. They don't have a defined income strategy. They don't have a defined retirement plan and they're just kind of trying to wing things, right? And you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but if you're on that and your assets, you're living off your assets, you're drawing from your assets to live and your assets have dropped 25, 35 or 45%, then you may be forced to change your strategies. Um, you may be forced to change how much you can live off of in retirement. So, um, you know, that is kind of a segue into the the next areas that you should actually be looking at now that we have some time on our hands, right? I think it's such an interesting um, thing to start talking about because you start trying to layer in all of the the what ifs and get the emotions under control. And that first knee jerk reaction is to is to do that. Wait until the coast is clear. But we have to realize that there are opportunities now that we need to take advantage of. And it's always easier to wait until tomorrow to do something, John. But there's no better time than to start working on it today. Yeah. Yeah. And procrastination is really the number one enemy for a lot of people. And, you know, part of it is I I think people want to better, obviously want to better their situation, but change is difficult. And and even that can be at some point in time scary. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, what else should we be thinking about if we don't have that plan in place and need to react during this down market time? So once you get that established, and, and obviously if you don't have a plan, this would be one area that'd be addressed. But if you do have a plan, it's not a bad idea to review uh, your budget and your income. You know, uh, where are you getting your income from right now? If you're getting it from an IRA and other investments, then you may want to consider reconsider where you're getting those securities from. Because remember, you know, that sequence of returns risk. If you're taking money out to live off of in your from your IRA and you're down, you know, that 20, 25%, you're locking in those losses. You're liquidating in a down market, you're locking in those losses, and then you're taking out, let's say, another five or ten thousand dollars on top of that. Now you're compounding the losses. So, you know, that's the sequence of returns risk, and it can be devastating. And I'll be very, very, very blunt about this. Once that sequence of returns risk starts rolling and you don't nip it in the bud, that snowball quickly, quickly can turn into a crater and eventually an avalanche. So we want to make sure that you're not exposing yourself to sequencers. So in in my office, right, we do the bucket plan. We, we tell people your money now has certain jobs. So we develop a sustainable income stream to help them weather market ups and downs, no matter what the market's going to do. Hey, here's your income stream. But also if you're going to take any other income out from, let's say an IRA vehicle, then we want that money conservatively invested because we want to reduce our exposure to sequence risk. But taking it one step further, Walter, we also have a comfort fund, right? That's six months worth of income. So maybe instead of drawing down from your IRA, you take from your comfort fund and that comfort fund hasn't lost any money, right? It should be in a bank account and you live off that for a couple months. And then when the market recovers, you can refill that, that comfort fund with the money you would have taken out from your IRA. And you've thus eliminated the sequence of returns risk, right? You, you didn't lock in those losses and you didn't compound those losses by taking the money out. You took the money out from somewhere else. So that's a big thing in our office is we want, we allocate different buckets of money with different responsibilities that can really give you an all season approach, no matter whether it's the markets are sunny and beautiful as they are a lot of days here in San Diego, or whether, you know, you have, you know, your thunderstorms and your flooding, you, you want to make sure that you're going to be okay. So, you want to make sure you're getting your income from the most efficient place to reduce or eliminate your sequence of returns. Then that brings you onto your budget sheet. And now is a great time to review your budget, right? When, when you know, during the shutdown, when you couldn't go out and spend money at the golf course or the salon, or you weren't going out to dinners or shows, right? Those lifestyle expenses, you were getting a better idea of what was more necessary to live off of. And even myself, I've actually cut my work budget down by 13%. You know, I, I had a couple things that, you know, just I thought they were going to work out well, you know, in terms of marketing or whatnot. And, you know, I, I realized that I didn't need this software. I could get this software somewhere else, or I could u- utilize something else for this software. And, and I cut some fat. And, um, you know, the long term advantage of, of rebalancing your budget can, 
be huge. You know, I'm not saying, Hey, listen, you're down in the market. You're living off your assets. You're stressed out. And now all of a sudden you're just gonna, you know, go from eating foods that you enjoy to just eating top ramen. Like you're in college again, that's not going to work. That's kind of like a crash diet, right? I'm just saying, listen, you know what? We've realized we don't need to do this, this, and this. We were perfectly fine. And maybe, you know, you realize that you didn't need to go to Starbucks every day and you were fine. You know, maybe you bought a coffee grinder. I have a coffee grinder at home. I grind my own beans, make my own coffee and I love it. And I'm saving a ton of money not going to Starbucks every day. So, you know, little changes like that can have a dramatic impact over your retirement over, you know, a 30 or 40 year period. And then the last thing I would tell you to do is avoid that Amazon internet shopping spree. Uh oh. And again, <laughs> but yeah, it's so yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've been fortunate to where, you know, we still, my wife was essential. Uh, I'm essential. We, you know, our pay wasn't affected and, and we have plenty of savings to get us through any dips that we have. But man, you know, especially with, uh, with Easter and Haley's birthday, man, my wife, Amazon was delivering to our house like every day. It was, it was crazy, but you do have to ask yourself do you really need what you're going to buy on the internet? Right. And, you know, just remember, you know, advertisements know that, Hey, you're home now. And even though you may have taken a pay cut, what better way to say, Hey, we can give you something for 30% off. And then, you know, psychologically, wow, this is 30, 40% off. I, yeah. I know times, you know, I took a little bit of a pay cut, but I will never get this price again. You need to step back and say, is this really necessary? Do I need to buy this, especially at this point in time? So that's my take on the budget and the income. Now, probably one of the hardest things to do is sometimes do nothing to your investments, Right. And, you know, people think that they, hey, you know, I'm going to, I'm watching the news, which has been part of the problem of the pandemic, right? People have to realize that I'm a big, big believer that the media is not really our friend. I think that we had a lot of sensationalized uh, numbers thrown at us. You know, I, I saw some clips that they were showing hospitals in New York in Pennsylvania, but there were actually hospitals in Italy. I mean, you know, just flagrant, you know, lies in my opinion. So, um, you know, but that's how they drive ratings and, and they get people to tune in 24 seven. So, you know, you, you've had people that, you know, they, they're new, they're coming in for, for the first or second appointment and they're saying, Hey, you know, I'm seeing on the news, this, this, and this, I need to get to cash, you know, pump the brakes. You're not going to be able to time the market. It's a proven failed strategy, right? If I could time the market, then I would probably just have my own investments and I'd be you know, a multimillionaire. No one knows what the market's going to do. And I've said this time and time again, right? Bear Stearns, Lehman Brothers, Merrill Lynch, they didn't know what was coming down the road for them during the financial crisis. So as hard as it is to do, sometimes you do nothing. Because if you go to cash, it is proven that the best days of recovery in the market soon follow some of the worst downturns. So um, if you miss out on those important days, 
you're missing out on a substantial amount of return um, that you could have taken advantage of. And I get it. It's stressful. It's hard. But your long-term plan that accounts for good and bad markets, that's the key is that that plan addresses times like this. And what we are in is short-term volatility, right? We're not in some economic bubble. We're in a pandemic. So fight the urge to go to cash. Now, how can we make the lemonade out of lemons? Well, one thing we want to do is rebalance your portfolio. And BlackRock Institutional has shown that by doing a rebalance in a bad market, you're going to add value to short-term returns. And more importantly, you can create significant value for your long-term investments. And you're rebalancing into investments that have lost value during a market. That means that you're investing in securities that are at a lower price. And by rebalancing into those beaten down types of investments, you're getting them at a discount and you can actually help manage your portfolio's risk level and be positioned for potential um, recovery. And and what you're doing is you're taking the most out out of a bad market and you consider taking advantage of lower cost investments through a disciplined strategy. And when the market does recover and, you know, nothing has changed with what the analysts have said, right? The quarter two numbers are going to be horrible. The unemployment numbers were going to be horrible. But when this economy gets back, the markets are going to substantially bounce back, right? And all those pandemics that we've been through time and time again, the average market loss was 12 to 16%. We were up in the, the, the mid to high 30s because we shut down the economy. So once we get that going, we're going to have a bounce back. And speaking of rebalancing, that takes us to our next thing we can do, and that is find opportunities, right? Just with the, the idea of, of, of rebalancing, investments are on sale right now. And now may be the time to invest in financial vehicles like dividend-paying stocks, which do very well in recoveries. Right, Part of the strategy that I went to my clients for is I said, listen, I'm not a big stock for retiree guy. This isn't a long-term strategy. What we're going to do is we're going to implement a a dividend basket for the recovery portion, maybe just for the remainder of this year. And we're going to take advantage of the fact that dividend-paying stock companies traditionally have done very well in recoveries. And the reason for that, Walter, it's sad, but these long-time gargantuan companies eventually swallow up the market share of the companies that failed. So all those smaller companies that were their competition that had to bow out, these bigger companies, you know, traditionally during down markets have swallowed up that market share and have done very well. So, you know, look for those are opportunities, right? The market may, you know, is, is on sale. So, I'll go on record by saying that I don't know if we're at the bottom yet. I don't have a crystal ball. But BlackRock did a study showing that if you were invested from the bottom of the market and you stayed invested right down that trough and you rode it back to the top of the recovery, you would have had a 36% return down during that recovery. Now, you don't have to be perfect and you don't try to time the market because BlackRock also said that, hey, listen, even if you were two weeks early to the bottom of the market, so you you get in and you're like, hey, investments are on sale. I'm going to do this. And the market still drops 
for another two weeks, but you stayed invested and you stayed disciplined, that that recovery would still give you a 24% annualized gain, which I don't know, Walter, I would definitely take that. How about you? Yeah. I mean, the, the word opportunities just keeps kind of bouncing around in my head, you know, trying to make the lemonade out of these lemons that we've been handed. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it just brings up to the mind of, of a great quote by Shelby Davis, who's one of the Forbes 400 wealthiest Americans. And he said once that you make your money in a bear market. You just don't know it at the time. And that's if you have, you know, a discipline approach and a plan that looks for these opportunities. So, um, you know, look for opportunities with investments. The next one would be tax loss harvesting, right? You know how big I am into taxes. Well, let's let's take advantage of this. And especially if you have a non-retirement brokerage account and you have mutual funds in it. Folks, I do not like mutual funds in non-retirement brokerage accounts because of phantom capital gains, right? So if your mutual funds, it, what, what a phantom capital gain is, if your mutual fund, even if you had losses throughout the year, but during the year, that mutual fund sold off other investments that had capital gains. You could actually have a phantom capital gain even if that mutual fund has given you losses at the end of the year. So people don't realize that. And mutual funds aren't the greatest investments for non-retirement accounts. So if your mutual funds now have short-term or long-term capital gain losses, now is the time to liquidate those, sell off those investments, and then offset those with some of the mutual funds that have the gains, right? So you have a couple, let's say you have a mutual fund with a a $2,000 long-term gain and you have uh, another mutual fund with a $2,000 long-term loss, you can sell both of them and there's no capital gain, no capital loss. So they offset. And, you know, then what you do from there is invest in a more tax-efficient ETF that does not trigger those capital gains. Um, Very, very few ETFs trigger capital gains. So we've done this strategy for a client of mine. He had a huge, years ago, his one of their biggest concerns was taxes and it wasn't being addressed by their advisor. And he had some huge, huge capital gains to the point where we could not liquidate these investments and put them into our investments. We just kind of had to hold them on the side because it would have just been multiple six-figure uh, capital gains. So, you know, now we looked at the fact that some of these mutual funds um, were way down and we sold those and we got rid of some of the positive mutual funds. And now he only has a few mutual funds left. So we've taken down that that big tax bill that he got every year and we, you know, we're whittling it down to nothing. And folks, don't forget, right? You have to consider taxes. A good tax plan on your investments can add one to 2% of return. That's important because you have some predictability over that return that you don't have in the markets. So now talking about taxes, we're going to go to my favorite topic, Walter. That's Roth conversions, right? How how much time have we spent over the last year talking about Roth conversions? You love yourself some Roth conversions, John. I do. <laughs> I do. My One of my favorite topics. Now, in a down market is a great time to do Roth conversions. Think about this. If your IRA may have been worth a million dollars 
before this, right? At the peak of the, the market, you know, in, in early January. Now let's say it's worth 800,000. If you were to liquidate that account today, you would pay tax on $800,000 because that's how much is in your IRA. Now, once the money, you know, let's say you kept that money in the IRA and you, you never liquidated and you stayed disciplined and that money recovers and goes back up to a million or, or, or more, now that tax bill will be based on that million plus dollar account. So now the markets are down and let's say you have $800,000 and you decide to convert $50,000 to a Roth IRA. Your IRA, or as I call it, tax liability money, is now down to $750,000. And you have positioned $50,000 in a tax advantage Roth IRA. Now, if we're in a depressed market and we're taking advantage of the recovery, guess what's going to take advantage of that? That Roth IRA. So let's say you know, your the market goes back up and you gained $25,000 on that $50,000 in your Roth IRA, that money, that recovery money has now grown tax deferred. It will come out tax free and any future growth on that money will be tax free. So you've leveraged this down market to help you grow your tax advantage bucket in a more efficient manner. And not only that, even better with our clients who we have Roth conversion strategies for, the money that's in an IRA that we're going to convert to a Roth IRA, that IRA money is conservatively invested. So in this case, they may have only been down, they may only be down five, six percent. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna convert that money that only lost five percent, and we may buy in on their Roth IRA and those securities that are more aggressively invested that might be 10 to 15 percent down in the market. So we're taking that more powerful money from the conservative losses, and we're buying those depreciated assets in more aggressive investments. And then when the recovery happens, which one's going to grow quicker? It's going to be those aggressive investments. So I've always been a big fan of Roth conversions. Now is the time where you can really utilize the power of money and uh, you know take time to talk with your advisor and utilize the Roth IRA for a down market. So that's my, you know, my sixth tip. The seventh one, if you have a 401k, absolutely 100%, hopefully you can continue to fund it. You're doing what's called dollar cost averaging. You're actually lessening the blows of your market losses and you're buying securities on sale. So um, if you're able to continue funding your Roth 401k or 401k, absolutely do it. And the same thing applies with your, you know, if you've got a Roth 401k and you've never put money into it, same thing applies to a Roth conversion. You you can buy securities cheap in a Roth 401k and take advantage of that growth. A lot of and people last but not least, a lot of people John don't have that perspective. They think, "Ooh, I don't want to keep buying stocks if the market's doing badly and and going down. I want to wait for it to do better before I start buying again." It's it feels like you're buying a depreciated car, but it's not. It's not not the same comparison. Right. But, you know, guess who guess who has that mentality? It's the Warren Buffetts of the world that, you know, when they see, you know, the 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 sheep running, that's when they get in the markets. It's when euphoria when everybody's excited about the markets, that's when you know the the big hedge guys and and big investors say, "Hey, th this is the point of maximum financial risk." Now, 
you know, following the behavioral finance model, this is the, the, the point in time where you have, you know, the potential for maximum financial growth. So absolutely great point there, Walter. And then last but not least, get your documents in order, right? This is like your honey to-do list or spring cleaning. Make sure your beneficiary documents are correct. Your trust, your wills, your health directives, they're all correct. Um, you have time to do it, so take advantage of it. You know, I hope you um, were able to take advantage of just spending time with your family during that lockdown. You know, I, I know we did a lot more um, family games, you know, than we have in the past. And, and now looking back at it, you know, that was, uh, you know, some good memories were made even in a tough situation. Well, there you have it. Eight steps, eight tips, eight things to think about. Really, it was a lot more than eight, but eight uh, <laughs> bracketed headlines there, if you will, uh, for things that you should be doing in a down market. John, those are a lot of action steps. Those are a lot of things to kind of keep in front of you to load up on your plate during this time. So how does your planning process, since we talked so much about folks who maybe don't have a plan in place already and what they should be doing uh, as they go through this time, how does your planning process address all these moving parts? I mean, are you helping folks with all eight of these items that we listed out today? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've done a couple of client-specific videos discussing these opportunities. It's a way for me to more efficiently get out to people and, you know, get my message out. And, uh, you know, I for the clients that didn't, may have not opened the email or, or seen it, um, you know, I'd reach out to them. But yeah, we're always, you got to be proactive you have to be proactive in everything. And, and it's my job as a fiduciary that if I see something that is beneficial to my client, whether they want to do it or not, it's my job to bring it to them. It's not my job to make decisions for them. It's my job to bring opportunities and educate the pros and cons of, you know, the markets and, you know, life in general, you know, when it comes to the retirement plan. Well, it's easy to also get in touch with John to talk about your situation and your plan. Let me give you some details on how you can do that and talk with San Diego's premier holistic retirement advisor, 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. You can call, set up time to chat, go through that conversation with John uh, through a Zoom call, through an online video conference. Of course, we can still meet during any sort of coronavirus lockdowns, or if you're not comfortable coming in for a one-on-one -on -one visit, we can certainly do so remotely. You can also go to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. Dot com, your place to go online to get in touch as well. Lots of great resources on the website there, including the new video section. Check out the video blog on the website under the resources tab where you can find more information there about some of John's videos. Watch and learn not only about what we've talked about on today's show with these eight tips, these eight things that you should be doing during a down market, but other topics as well, making their premiere there on the video blog, as well as listening to the podcast on all the popular podcasting apps that are out there. Just search for the Retire Happy Podcast and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Well, John, thanks for the help on today's show. Enjoyed hearing about some of these tips and things to keep in mind. And I think we did a pretty good job making lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Well, so anything to, anything to help out our listeners. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your help and thank you for tuning into today's show. We'll have another great conversation on tap for you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. For John, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retire Happy Podcast.
Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Securus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Amarino and guests on this radio show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to subject covered.